Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast universe of lore behind the Mass Effect games. We'll talk about all the details you may have missed, ask the hard questions, and more. Welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. This episode brought to you by Darwin's Finches. This year, coming to a little affair near you. I'm your host, Tom Robots. I'm here, as usual, with my co-host, Sam, and 7 Legend. Sam, how you doing, buddy? And why is Darwin's Finches your favorite band? You know, their music is just uh, transcendent. It's a little bit out of this world, isn't it? I'd say that their first and only album has been stellar. It was an absolutely uh, galactically beautiful EP. <laughs> galactically beautiful. It was it like was, an, um, it was like a lunar eclipse of my mind. I was trying to remember all of the adjectives that that Morinth uses to describe that one band that she's super into. I feel like she says that they're transcendent. I can't remember exactly all of the different. Mm-hmm. cliche things mm-hmm. that she says but mm-hmm. yeah uh i am very happy to be here not so happy with my laptop as per usual but <laughs> one week away one week away from getting my pc so very soon uh, but, i feel like we just talked and that's probably because we did <laughs> we did yeah just a few days ago yeah yeah but uh you know what it's not just us this week because it is the last week of the month which means that it is time to talk with our patrons again some of our favorite people are here. Sam, who's here with us this week? Do you want to go through the <laughs> list or should I? 
I can do it. Yeah. Uh, so sure. Why not? I'm just going to go in the order that I see here in, in front of me. And, and we're on a zoom call right now, by the way, one of the benefits of joining us live, you get to see, of course, mine and Tom's beautiful faces. And you also get to see all the beautiful faces of our patrons as well. Uh, so I'm just going to go down the list here, uh, in, in front of me on zoom and introduce each of our patrons. So, uh, teacup, how are you doing? Doing good. Good. We got turbo toboggan as well. Formerly Kather. Hello. Kather, who, who I will for forever now call turbo toboggan because that is definitely the better name. Yep. And we got psych as well. How are you doing psych? Hey, happy to be here. And of course we have, uh, Vervada. Vervada, How's it going? Hi guys. Welcome back to another patron episode. Also, I just want to shout really quick to everyone in the path of Hurricane Ida because I live in Pensacola. So just barely missed us. My thoughts are with you. I hope you're safe. Yes, please be safe, yeah. everybody. And we have Hool the Fool, of course. How's it going, Hool? I'm good. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> just peachy. You know me. Just peachy. <laughs> And of course, we have our tier five patron, Sovereign. Sovereign, how are, how are you doing today? Where am I and who are you, people? Uh, <laughs> as good as always, I guess. You've called into the relationship hotline. No, I'm kidding. We're not going to be going over stuff like this that. This is the Darwin's How's Finches fan cast. Welcome. <laughs> yes, Dar Darwin's Finches uh, roadie show. <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> And uh, I think that's that's all we have for today. Is that right? We're we're missing a couple of our favorite patrons. Yeah, they, um, there's you know real life things get in the way, but hopefully they'll be able to join us again next month. So so what is our topic this week? So this week we're going to be talking about something a little bit similar to the previous patron chat but a little different. So as listeners might recall, last time we all gathered together, we were talking about the Mass Effect 3 endings and we were discussing which one is best. And obviously our, our choices were a little bit limited back then because we were discussing red, blue, green, i.e. control, destroy, synthesis, and the different variations of destroy as well as the refuse or reject ending. But now our, our conversation does not have to stay within those confines because this week we're talking about how would you have ended the Mass Effect trilogy? And so we can go a lot of different ways with this. And personally, I'm very anxious to see what inventive uh, things that our patrons picked up on that maybe didn't occur to me. Yeah, so absolute freedom here. You are not confined by the choices that you were limited to at the end of the trilogy. This is um, one way that I like to think of this discussion is almost like what were you expecting to be able to do when you got to the end of the story? Where did you expect to be able to go? What were you hoping to be able to achieve? What were you what were you thinking that your choices were going to lead up to? What would have been your ideal solution? How would you have ended it? Were you were you able to do so? Does that make sense? 
Yeah. And there's a ton of ways that we can go with this. And I, you know, there's, there are going to be so many great tangents. I, I already know that we're going to get off on some tangents and it's going to be very productive. Everyone's going to have a great time. <laughs> uh, and of course we're going to be uh, considerate and respectful of all of each other's feelings. Mm-hmm. We're all going to leave as friends. Every, yes. Everyone's going to be fine. Nobody's going to get punched in the face. Yeah, we're all physically or virtually. Yes, it's all yeah. going to be fine. So I, I, I can see all the wheels moving. Those of you who are watching uh, either uh, currently on the live stream or on the YouTube video later, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're looking at all of these faces and you could just see it in their eyes. All the gears are turning. They're reliving the situations. They're going back through. They're going, OK, what would I have done differently? Who feels like they have an answer? To this is anybody is anybody ready to chime in Ravada? i don't want to go first if someone has something else but i wrote like a whole memo on my computer earlier today oh no you're easy prepared yeah go for it go for um, it i guess the two options when i was thinking about how could it have ended my two thoughts were either it should have ended as in andromeda should have never happened or it should have ended a lot differently to leave more narrative room for what they're what they've ended up doing, which is make Andromeda. And now they're trying to combine, I guess, or connect Andromeda with the original trilogy with this next game based off of all the analysis of the trailer. I don't know if anyone's watched any of that, but or listened to all the YouTube theories and stuff. But so for me i was kind of bummed i can't remember the the writer's name but there was this interview in 2013 who he used to work at bioware his i bet sam knows his name but um he had that dark energy plot that kind of got dropped because he left bioware drew carbison yeah thanks i couldn't remember what his last name was um but yeah so i really liked that idea and i thought that should have been incorporated because it would explain the Hailstrom sun where you find Tally in Mass Effect 2. And then it would have connected to the Scourge in Andromeda because they're both dark energy. And it would have kind of given a better motivation for why the Reapers were killing the organics in the first place. Because according to that interview, he said that essentially the use of biotics would have been causing the end of the universe. It would have created this dark energy effect that would have affected the state, the space time continuum. And that the reason the Reapers are killing organics is because they discovered that powerful biotics would have fixed that and been able to combat the dark energy and Protheans weren't quite powerful enough for it. And neither were Asari. So that's why they were hastening the end of the organics. But then they didn't do anything with that. So I'm kind of hoping that in Mass Effect 4, they do something with that. Like, I think they'll have to, I've I've thought about it many ways, how they could connect Andromeda with Mass Effect original trilogy. And that's how, because I guess because they chose not to just completely end the story at Mass Effect 3, they kind of have to go back and make these puzzle pieces fit together somehow. Otherwise it's just too much disbelief will have to be suspended, I guess. I don't know, like I just want them to, wrap everything up in a nice little bow. So maybe maybe they should pursue the dark energy theory. I really like that. So I'm hoping that that goes further in. I did like a lot of calculations because for Andromeda, I don't know if everyone's played Andromeda, but it was 633 years after they left the Milky Way galaxy when the events of Andromeda happened. And then like there's 
supposedly the scourge event happened 500 years in the past. So that was 130 years in the future from the end of Mass Effect 3. And I'm like, what's that about? Is that where we're going? Or are we going like, why is Liara there? I have so many questions, but that's what I hope that they do. So I guess my, I don't really have a proper ending because they chose not to just end it. Like I'm trying to figure out how they're going to end it, I guess, because it's still not over. If that makes sense. I don't know. I'm rambling. Thanks well, messing, guys. Messing with it. Um, the time space continuum part of that seems like a, I mean, I, I guess Marvel, the MCU kind of went in that direction, right? Now we've got the multiverse thing. That seems to be the kind of the new hotness, right? Like let's uh, open everything up and just make it all crazy and deal with it. And, and I don't necessarily want it to go that far, but the idea of being able to, I, everybody wants Shepard to be in four, right? And we have this big opening of years. We have justification for how is Shepard still alive? You know, all of these other pieces of the puzzle. Changing the time space continuum gives them a lot of options to play with. The ability to explore more of the things that happened before the trilogy, the ancient races, exploring the, the universe before that time frame, you know, the, the creation of the Reapers, any of that stuff. Um, it, it, I don't know. It, it, it does give a lot more options if you can actually, you know, get into some of that. I think the dark energy plot line, it, it, very interesting, kind of sad that it was dropped. I also understand from a practical reason why, even if Drew Carpishan would have stayed on, they might not have gone with it because it's pretty hard to top that threat. And in fiction writing, especially with video games, and if they're planning on making more of them, they need to have a threat that they can always top, you know, they, they, or at least circumvent uh, with the next iteration of the series. And with a dark energy plot line that's not just affecting the Milky Way, but it's affecting the entire universe, that becomes pretty hard to surmount in terms of how do you write a better villain than an environmental hazard. However, that being said, the twist ending would have been that the Reapers were merely trying to groom the right biotic candidates and that they weren't actually the bad guy, that they were operating in a way that was, you know, arguably in organic's best interest, much more arguable than the ending that we got. So, I think that would have been a pretty interesting ending. Um, thanks for bringing forward that, that theory bravada. Um, does anyone else have any comments about the dark energy theory? I've, I've just got a quick idea. What if, what if the dark energy plot line isn't the next big bad, but is a big bad that spans multiple arcs is a, um, is a big bad that is in the background behind multiple other big bads. Does that make sense? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if it would be a big bad though, because in Andromeda it was used as a weapon. We just don't know against who, which what I thought was really clever and very curious. But I also the if the whole biotics thing was causing and hastening the end of the universe, then one thing that could have been something that was bad would be the Leviathans, because I mean we don't exactly know how they do what they do but it was theorized that they supplement their natural abilities with element zero and even maybe biotic amplifiers. So with how powerful they are, 
maybe their biotics would be causing the issue with dark energy. I don't know. Like I just thought it was there was already puzzle pieces left in the games, both both games, yeah. like the original trilogy and Andromeda. So I kind of was like, they have to I don't know. I'd be surprised if they don't do something with it. I don't know. Like what but I was trying to I don't know. It, it can't together. be completely yeah. out of the blue, you know, yeah. it has to be connected somehow. Well the Andromeda and Mass Effect trilogy. So that's the only thing I can think of that currently really connects them because it's something that showed up in both galaxies already. Right. Well, what I'm what I'm suggesting isn't isn't that it's a big bad like a like a uh, <clears throat> like an like a conscious bad guy. More of a the more people use it, the more biotic energy is created or used or the more this energy this dark energy is harnessed the more it hastens the the death of the universe the death of the you know everything and that becomes more and more fleshed out as the series progresses and it gets hinted at hinted at more and more and more and revealed more and more as the series goes on and so it's not necessarily the next big thing that gets revealed and has to be solved so it's not the climax of the next trilogy it's the it is the underlying like thread i guess would be a better thing for the next series of threads does that make sense i don't know just an idea teacup i thought i saw that you might have had something to say oh i just was wondering and i can't remember because my playthrough Andromeda was not the most in depth, but did we ever find out like what the Revenant purpose was? Now, anyone that's in this chat can correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as I know, what the player was told was that the remnants were created by the Jardin mm -hmm. as a means of basically preserving and defending the repositories of knowledge that the Jardin left behind. I was just thinking it would be another kind of time. You have this kind of sentient synthetic race that oversees the galaxy. Could the Reapers and the Remnant be similar in design in that aspect? That would be an interesting tie-in and an interesting continuation of, of the theme, the whole AI versus organic life um, theme. However, we, what we do know is that there's everyone in, in, in Andromeda, every one of the researchers of the initiative, um, and pretty much everyone in the Andromeda game seems to think that the remnant are not sentient. So that would be quite the twist if we found out that they are or that they're becoming sentient. Did uh, anyone else have any, any prepared remarks about how they thought they, how they thought the series should have ended? Psych. Okay. Um, so I've got, I've got two. My big one is just towards the ending of Mass Effect 3 ent entirely. And the other one's a little bit more grander. Um, I would have cut basically everything that happens after you kill... Uh, oh, hey, spoiler. You kill Kylite, okay? Um, but everything after that, I'd have just cut. Um, the idea of using the Citadel as a catalyst, which, first off, Bioware does this 
one of the big sins of storytelling is they do a tell. They just tell you, oh, hey, Citadel's been taken, which to me also kind of undercut the whole idea of saving it to begin with multiple times. Um, he just walks in and takes it and moves it to Earth. Like, how? Why? Um, but I would have changed the catalyst to do to something else, something else you have to go get or... Um, you know, either a protein artifact or another, you know, older race kind of thing. Like, hey, they made a thing. It kind of sort of connects to this. We can maybe like, you know, j- you know, we'll fit it in somehow, right? And then, and then you'd save the world. I also would have changed like all how all the options work because, like Mass Effect Two, right? You get the you have the opportunity to save everybody. Everyone you bring with you, you save. And you don't get that with Mass Effect 3, which I get. The whole idea is you can't save everyone, but that's the point of playing, right? That's the point of escaping into this world. I get to be someone larger than life who can do the impossible. And I didn't get that. I All my options required someone dying, either my shepherd or the Geth or changing everybody, like... Those are why those options sucked. Um, the uh, my other grander would have been, I I wouldn't have killed Shepard at the start of Mass Effect Two. I wouldn't have done anything with Cerberus or or any of that other stuff. Um, I would have preferred to have seen a game that explored the two main missions of Mass Effect Three, which are cure the Genophage and resolving the Corian Geths, or overall like like the whole point is like the whole point of mass effect 2 would have been to uh, you know resolve the conflict between the Corian and the geth like that whole game would have been it um because it just it felt very unrealistic that he basically cures aids and resolves the middle east crisis in like three months or whatever Um, so, so I, I've, yeah. got a, I've got a question for you, Psych. Um, yeah. In some RPGs, uh, so for, for example, in something like, uh, in some of the darker story type RPGs, like in the Fallout series, for example, in Fallout mm-hmm. 4, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. So you pick uh, a faction that you have to align with, which means you have to go against another faction. So even if you are friends with this faction and friends with this faction and friends with this faction, ultimately you have to go against somebody. You can't, like, you don't get the option of everybody wins. Um, And there are a lot of people who like that series because they just like that series. Um, And that type of RPG is considered darker for for those Mm -hmm. reasons, right? Um, But you're right, in Mass Effect 2, you do get the option of, like, you save, you can save everybody. In 3, you can't. Um... I'm just, I'm curious, do you think, had you not had the option in two to save everyone, you would have felt as disappointed with three's ending? Do you think because you could save everyone in two, you were set up to expect that you would be able to save everyone in three, that you were given like a tone expectation for three? Yeah, actually, um, that's, yeah. Like they, they set you on this grim path, like, and they, everyone's telling you, you're, you're not going to be able to do it all. You can't save right. everyone or, and then there are, you do. Just, real quick to jump in. There are yeah. some other, there are a lot of other examples in the series where you are given these, if this, then not this kind of 
options. Like you, you are put in a rock and a hard place many times in the series where like, right. if you pick this, this terrible thing happens. But if you pick this, this terrible thing happens and it happens a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the big one is obviously the Vermeer survivor. You know, you, you pick one, that's it. Game over. Yeah. Um, it, it happens. It, it does happen a lot of times. It's just, mm -hmm. I think that this. You're you're right. In two, when it comes to the people you are closest to, it doesn't force that on you. Yeah. And that's like the one time it really just doesn't force that on you. It it to me it felt like like sure the the world was ending the galaxy was at war um, but you're Shepard you can do anything. You can save them. You're not going to save everybody, but you can save most of them. And you really don't get that option with what was currently given at the time. Mm -hmm. Aether, did I see that? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Turbo Toboggan. Did Turbo I see toboggan. that you raised your hand? Uh, I did, but I was just going to, I was, I was mostly disagreeing with him uh, about that point about how two felt kind of different about, cause Technically, uh, how in two, like the only uh, you really lose no one, but in Mass Effect three, you you practically lose everyone from two, depending on how you do it. it I mean, yeah, but those are all I'm going to say story elements, but um, like no, I don't know. Because you lose Morden, well, you can't you can save him technically, but you lose Morden. You can lose Legion. You, you can lose, you lose Legion no matter what. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have a I have a question. We're talking about losing people and not losing people, and I think that can become kind of binary, like you know, zeros and ones. Are they alive or are they dead? But. What if there's the third option, which was already written into the game, and I was talking about it during a stream of mine today, which is, why did we not see more of the people who were close to Shepard become indoctrinated? Which is, why did we not see someone maybe that my Shepard really loved? Like, what if, what if your love interest could become indoctrinated? Imagine how tragic that would be. And then you have to make a hard call whether or not to like kill off your own love interest. I mean, talk about like a Shakespearean tragedy, right? Um, no. But I think that those, those tragedies can work if they are seldom, if they're placed correctly. But on the other end of the spectrum, you know, like if you're playing a full Paragon Shepherd, which it, statistics have shown most players do. Um, if you're playing a Paragon Shepherd, why did we not, receive more options like that. And conversely, if you're playing a renegade shepherd, why did we not see more instances of, you know, that person probably should have died, but for whatever reason, they're alive because that's kind of the way life goes, right? Not everything happens in this just world phenomenon, the way that you'd think it would work. Um, so I don't know. I think that kind of opens up, you know, the whole losing people thing. Um, I agree with, I think that there should have been a little bit more tragedy in parts of three. Of course there already was with Morden and, uh, losing Morden because I'm pretty sure that there's only one instance in like 
five different outcomes where Morden survives and a very small percentage of players actually achieve that. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with, um, the losing people, not losing people that, that debacle. And you, now psych, you also mentioned, uh, what if the catalyst was something different? Did you have anything in mind specifically when you brought that up? Um, specifically, uh, um, I mean, not particularly, uh, but just off the top of my head, we were just talking about Haystrom, you know, maybe we could, they could have been tied into that dark energy problem, or it could have been, um, just, uh, it, just any other object than the Citadel. Like I didn't fully understand why we needed to go back to the Citadel other than, uh, other than for, you know, familiarity or sure. Like, uh, like story-wise, what was its, what was its purpose to be the, the catalyst? Teacup. I think you had something to say. Well, I think that this goes back to one thing about, this is just about three. I would make the Leviathan DLC base game. That thing should have been released from launch with all the lore that it drops in that. And I think that that would have been a perfect opportunity to try to find the catalyst. Like, and it fits in with the series, you know, like we have this in Mass Effect 1, we have this journey to Ilos where we have to find the Prothean VI and learn all of this thing, like all of the stuff about that. So it would fit in the series if after we get to um, the elusive man Cerberus station and we go and we kill Kylang and we, all that, we learn, oh, like this is what that doctor was looking for. Like we found the Leviathan there and went to find that. And that was how we got into this catalyst situation. Yeah, these are these are really really interesting uh, theories, interesting stuff. I don't want to um, take away too much time from our other patrons and some of the ideas that they might have uh, for how they would have ended things. So um, it's okay with you all. Why don't we move on? Um, did anyone else have any specific ideas before coming into the the patron chat tonight with how they would have ended things? Cool. I haven't. Uh, uh, oh, oh, give her. Okay. I baking off a of Sykes thing here. I just would have made the catalyst just a bomb. Like, don't. I, I would do as you're driving down to like the teleporter. I would have made that an all out like battle. Like, depending on how much galactic readiness you have, have it like if it's below a certain amount, you just don't even make it. It's just like you try and do it instant game over if you're at a certain amount like you just kind of make it but like your teammates die or something and if you're above the good threshold then you make it but i would have cut out the stuff of like talking to the child and choosing your option i just would have made it a bomb just you get it to it you get onto the citadel you go and do the scene with the elusive man and anderson but it's kind of like the elusive man is just stopping you from activating the trigger to blow it up and that's all it is and then end the game there and just maybe you lost your friends because you didn't have enough galactic readiness or maybe you did amazing and you did the final mission you get the bomb but no matter what shepherd dies he activated the bomb he saves the galaxy that's it no guest dead no ed dying or anything just you got rid of the reapers you activated the bomb that's all your job was that's all i would have done with it so if the galactic readiness isn't high enough you're just like 
game you just wiped. You just you try and do it, and like one by one, your teammates die. You see the Normandy crash in the background because oh, a Reaper like jumps on it, and it's just like too bad you didn't do enough stuff. You don't get the actual ending. You just see your everyone die. That's rough. That's rough. So Harsh, you go back to you go back to previous it. save, and you go. Well, I guess I gotta go grind some more galactic readiness. Guess I gotta go back and replay the last two games because I uh, I'm a scrub. <laughs> guess I gotta go grind some more multiplayer. If that was still in the game at the time, which it's not now because it's Legendary Edition. <laughs> Sovereign, I think you had uh, something to say as well. Yeah, just more of an idea. It's not exactly fleshed out, so feel free to crap all over it. But basically, if the uh, Catalyst ended up being some fragment of Sovereign when he merged with the Citadel back in Mass Effect 1, I always thought it'd be a little throwback. How, why, or what? I have no idea. That's just about as far as I got with that idea. So that's that's a pretty interesting idea. Uh, and I know that maybe you haven't fleshed out this idea uh, to this extent yet, but maybe we can do that on this call. What if the catalyst being part of sovereign as you had mentioned what if that meant that in order to survive this cycle's harvest the organic beings would have actually had to somehow control sovereign and not destroy sovereign oh isn't sovereign to be the catalyst then like the key to it all Right on, right on. I, I think maybe Sovereign likes this idea because it has to do with him. Yeah, for some reason, I'm a little biased against it, I don't know, or biased mm. towards it, rather. I don't know why. Mm. Yeah, it was right there. I couldn't uh, couldn't put my finger on it, but <laughs> <laughs> right there in front of my nose. While we're on the topic of catalysts, um, I was actually thinking about this when, when Syke was talking about it, and I thought, because Shepard received the cipher because Shepard received the vision from the beacon on Eden prime. It, you know, maybe, maybe it would have appeared too cliche. Uh, but I also think that it would have been a little bit of a cool full circle type of storytelling by making Shepard him or herself, the catalyst. So that, and, and it's clear that Shepard can understand Prothean language. Shepard understands the VI on Ilos. Shepard under, understands um, Javik as soon as Javik is awakened, even though it's, you know, explained that Javik reads his physiology and then communicates uh, through English. But Shepard understands shortly before waking up Javik, he understands the Prothean warnings through the TV. And, and you're the squad mates are thinking, well, what was that? So I, I just thought, what if Shepard him or herself was the catalyst. And then that was the way that Bioware got out of ever having to use Shepard again, because in order to use the catalyst to activate the crucible, Shepard would certainly die in no matter which way you used him or her. Tom, you look pretty inquisitive over there. Uh, I mean, does, I don't know. There's, like it's it's just another one of those chosen one tropes though isn't it like don't people kind of push back a little when 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 i don't know when stories rely on like but you're the chosen one and it gets like the further you get into but you're the chosen one the only one who ever could have done this ever 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 isn't that the whole point of shepherd right i was gonna say died and came back to life right but 
like and the, the, his program the was harder. called the Lazarus program. That kind of gives me, yeah, hey, yeah. you're the but, chosen one. Right, right. But the harder you push that, the more people push back against it, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I, I just don't think that there was any shortage of Jesus allegory with Shepard anyway. Yeah, so well, that's, that's true. That's true. I, I just, it's just one of those things I wonder about. Like, how 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 hard do you push that is really the question. Right. How on the nose do you how on the nose do you really get it? It's one thing. It's one thing to just kind of like to, you know, to subtly push the the allegory of it and let people go, oh, yeah, there's some allegory there. There is a resurrection. There is, you know, there there is a little bit of that in there. But I guess it really could have been anybody who was just fit enough to fit that role. It just happened to be shepherd because he was in the right place at the right time you know like that kind of thing but then there's another one of there's the you know the other point of just like no it absolutely was this one single human in the entire universe full of all these races of of beings because they were the chosen one in all of time and all of space for this one single moment because of this one thing right here you know like uh, there's i don't know levels of that yes Yeah. Yeah. And I think if you go too far down into that, you get into like cheesy anime category. Um, but that yeah, being which said, we know you're a big fan of, so. Oh yeah. I'm a huge fan <laughs> of several very cheesy <laughs> animes. Uh, but I think, you know, even from the beginning of mass effect one, there was hints that at least in my opinion, there were hints that Shepard had some long lost Prothean ancestor because there was, like this Prothean DNA type of subtle insinuation to Shepard in that how, how he was able to withstand the Prothean beacon, how Shepard was able to withstand the Prothean cipher, how many times different people, one of them being Liara said, this surely would have broken a weaker mind or the, you know, no other organic being could withstand this. And and I'm going to throw it back to one of my favorite all time favorite moments, uh, side, side missions in mass effect one, the Prothean sphere on Elatanya, which proves that the Protheans were monitoring humanity. We already know that the Protheans were crossbreeding with the Asari. I mean, why not humans? <laughs> why not humans and then then you can throw in some of that that religious mythology about the el nofe and the half angels half people which i'm sure you've heard about tom um, sure. yeah but you know i don't want to get too far into the realm of the history channel here um so why don't, <laughs> why, don't why don't we um move on and uh kather i'm really or i'm sorry turbo toboggan one of these days i'm gonna get it gonna get it right turbo toboggan I'm very anxious to hear about if you were to build your own mass effect ending from the ground up, what would, what would it look like? Well, I I was going to comment about that, uh, about it kind of goes with uh, what you're just saying out there, like the shepherd and stuff. I I, I actually wouldn't change a lot of it. I would, I I would kill shepherd at the end of mass effect three because leaving it open to him, if you have enough galactic redness for an open, that's just, I feel like it was leaving a hole open just so they could, if they wanted to continue, they continue on. I think they should have just give us an outright answer, either kill him or leave him alive. Don't give this wishy-washy-ness because it makes me feel like, uh, especially when they had the uh, multiplayer, 
uh, if you didn't, if you sometimes you had to do that to get enough galactic readiness, or if you didn't play the other, earlier games, you couldn't get enough galactic readiness. I would, I just wanted, if, uh, I wouldn't, actually wouldn't change a lot. I just wanted to get a concrete answer to the ending of it, and I do not like the choices either. I, I, I really can't come down on a, uh, 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 I'm not really creative enough for that to how, uh, they, uh, how to fix the red, green, blue, but I wouldn't have done it like that. Cause it, it, it just felt like it was rushed. Yeah. And I can't, I, think I can't really think of a good way to fix it because mine just come out cliche or come out as, as other people have said, like, it's just a bomb. It, it just fixed. But I, I think it, it, it should, they should have simplified it. If, if they wanted an ending, they should, they should have tried to be, try to go for grandiose or they should, because it just feels like they rushed it. Sure. And, and that brings me to a, a next point. Why don't we flip this on its head a little bit and say, and criticize the endings for, you know, some of the commonalities that they all presented. Are there any qualities from any of the endings or all of the endings that any of you would have taken out? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, my name is Jameson, or Big Cat. And I am Brenna, or Mother Goose. And together, we are the hosts of The DL, Weekly Gaming News. Each week, we bring you the top stories from last week, as well as something you might have missed. Our goal is to start a conversation about what's going on in the world of gaming. And every week, we have a special guest join us in the chat room, where we discuss a different gaming-related topic and learn more about our guests in the 60-second download. And if that isn't enough, we also have Slim Jims. So come and hang out with us every week and join in on the conversation. Good luck and have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. Psych? I, uh, so I'm sure we'd all agree that like the aspect of the destroy ending of being a little bit more uh, judgmental with it, like it will target the reapers only or um yeah yeah because 
that, that, I, I agree with him. I think it should re, uh, target just the Reapers. Um, another one would have been like, if your galactic radius was high enough, you know, you could have found a way to build your own shepherd body again after after either ter- uh, control or synthesis. Like you get downloaded to another body or something. It's not like there wasn't more than one running around anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Vervada, what do you think? And I was just thinking about it. I can't separate just, I can't focus only on the original trilogy because I played Andromeda. It's a part of Mass Effect, whether or not some people agree with that or not. But so I keep thinking of how does it all fit together? What could they have done? I'm sad they dropped dark energy also, but I'm also kind of sad that as you mentioned earlier, there wasn't any indoctrination going on around Shepard, not to mention Shepard themselves perhaps, which would have nicely tied in the catalyst taking the form of the little boy to be showing Shepard being indoctrinated. And I think it would, I don't necessarily think I would change anything about the way they ended it because it has left some room to expand. Obviously they're expanding. And I think if they could just say or show that the ending was not actually like the largest thing, like we, we didn't actually defeat the bad guy. We couldn't have, I don't know, obviously not because they're making another game, but what about defeating the Reapers kept it going? Like what's left, I guess, Leviathan. Um, I don't know. There's something there. And for me, I like, I couldn't remember who said it before that you just need to kill Shepard. Like I wish that, like I said, is one thing I would have changed would just have a concrete answer instead of like, Oh, Shepard took a breath or, you know, maybe they just, their body dissolved just one way, clean slate shepherds over so that we can concretely say one way or the other that it ended because it ended on, it's almost like a cliffhanger. We, we were all upset about it because no matter what we picked, it still didn't feel like we had any closure at all, especially for Normandy crew, even with the extended cut, we were like, Oh, we see them flying off in the distance. Like that's not good enough for us. By aware. We just spent three games getting attached to all these people just for you to be like, we won. And that's it. I don't know. I, I guess that's what I would have changed. Had just some sort of concrete answer it's, that trilogy's over so or if we're connecting it have it more obviously connected versus kind of like they're they're working backwards like they're backpedaling at this point sorry don't want to cut you off yeah and no, i i'm i get what you're saying it's it's almost like there wasn't a uh like a personal the uh, denouement like this like the french word right like the like you, you didn't have a like a real wrap-up for the like you spend all this time getting to know the crew and getting to know all these characters and then you get like the galactic ending, but what you're looking for is that personal payoff. And yet they didn't really do that. Right. There's no parade through Times Square at the end. Right. There's no, uh, ch- you know, there's no Luke and Bond the- get medals, but Chewie doesn't. Right. There's um, no cheesy, <laughs> cheesy 80s uh, college film ending where they're like, you know, where is this person now? This person yeah. went on and now has a drug addict problem and is in prison. This person yeah. works at the mall. You know, like this person drove their motorcycle off Dead Man's Curve. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. I know exactly where you're going with that. And and I agree there, there needed to be more of a resolution. 
Um, and there just wasn't one. It was like, and it's over. Well, <laughs> like that, the fact that was pretty that, much it. Yeah. The fact that it's obviously connected the Andromeda and the original trilogy with whatever direction they're going in for the next installment kind of makes it feel like everything we did didn't really matter because it's still going on. You know, this had the potential to be such, I mean, it already is like one of the best game stories ever written, but it still is like, they've left it open. So we still don't, it's almost like game of Thrones. If anyone is a fan of game of Thrones yes. and we're like, Oh, book five, I guess, you know, we're, we're never going to finish the books and the show just ended stupid. So that's the best we got, I guess. Like that's almost how it feels like to me with the end of mass effect three. It's like, it doesn't really matter because we're still going. So it doesn't really matter how we ended it. Right. But I, I don't know if I'm the only one who feels that way, but it feels a little sad that it didn't matter as much as it felt when you were playing it when it first came out. Now that they're continuing it. I see you shaking your head psych. No, I was, I was agreeing with her. Like, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of game of Thrones as well. Um, and in fact, I, so <laughs> I, I'm reliving two disappointments now. Um, and oh, no. <laughs> the weight is overwhelming. Um, <laughs> no, um, but really with, with game of Thrones, I remember when game of Thrones ended, I remember thinking back and I thought, I feel now how I felt when mass effect ended <laughs> because it was this oh. whole, and now it's over. There's an ending you didn't see coming and there's nothing you can do about it. Suck it loser. <laughs> That's kind of how it felt with the writers having no, nay, no denouement. Like you said, denouement. Um, denouement. And so, yeah. And, and Hul, I know that you would have changed the ending to be a little bit more halo, like with the bomb through the beam. Uh, yeah. but yeah, what else, that. what else would you have taken away from the endings as they did exist? I just gonna have to go with Sarah here. I think it's just give me the ending. Give me resolution. Don't just go, Oh, here's your galactic ending. You did your job. I need to know, like when are Garrus and Tally getting married? Did Shepard survive? What happened to, to the Krogans? Were they able to reproduce? Did they go on to be barbaric people and kill everyone like they were originally going to be? What happened? Give me some sort of payoff. That's all I would want to change from it. How about you, Teacup? I think that I think when we talked about the endings, Sam had mentioned something about like we needed like a forty-five minute like video of what happened like a little mini movie that we could get at the end of the game of everything that happened and i would even i think i would take away i think i would take away the control ending entirely because it just they build this whole tension up with the elusive man like why like he is indoctrinated why would you do the control ending? it's obviously the re what the reapers want you to attempt to control them. But I would also add, I think I would add so much more to the reject ending. I think I would add, I would want to see, I would want to see like Thessia finally falling. I would want to see like all this stuff on Palavin and that too. I would want to see Earthfall. I want to see like Liara and all these people running and hiding and they are desperately trying to hide this hollow journal so that the next cycle can find like on the planet of whatever, 
species dominates the next cycle, which I think I'm Anderson or you. someone does the Elcor or the, or I can't remember which person he says, maybe they'll run the next cycle, but that's kind of like what I feel like I would want to see that. Like, at least at that point, like it can be a tragic ending, but it's kind of like in a Shakespearean tragedy, there's always that kind of, it doesn't end entirely detrimental. Like there's always that glimmer of hope, like, you know, in Romeo and Juliet, the families do kind of reconcile their differences, even though the two people die. Like there's that glimmer of hope in the midst of tragedy. Yeah. I'm there with you. I think that the lower tiers of the destroy ending and the refuse ending should have been harrowing. They should, this shouldn't have been a vague red, you know, energy field that washes over and sometimes kills more people than others. Okay. Um, (laughs) that, and that's what we got. Um, and, and to that effect, uh, uh, you know, I'll I'll save my my final comment for the end here uh, because I want to hear what Sovereign has to say. You sure about that? I do. <laughs> I, I, I am. I'm so anxious to hear what you have to say. Oh, well, get ready for a letdown. I was just thinking. Uh, I would add another color of laser. I was thinking something like a Care Bear rainbow laser, and then it's discovered that the catalyst is actually inside all of us. It's inside all of our hearts, and then all the races unite, destroy the Reapers. The galaxy saved. And then everyone goes home and eats chocolate ice cream because strawberry ice cream is friggin' disgusting. But the Turians, they have to eat extra, uh, that Dextra vanilla. And it was I all guess the friends the we made along the way. Describe Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom took the words right out of my mouth. I guess the catalyst was the friends we made along the way. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's, uh, that's what I would add. Game of the year. Bang. Package yep. it. Ship it. Let's go. Yep. And in the end, uh, Shepard wakes up and it was all a dream. No. Oh, I, no, 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 not, not one he of does, those, please. He does that after Andromeda. <laughs> okay, yes, yes. Andromeda is yeah. all, all of a fever dream yeah, of shepherds while he was recovering on, on uh, after he got put back together at the beginning of Mass Effect 2. Now, who will He's in a time loop. He wakes up to Jenkins just talking <laughs> to him. Hul, you mentioned that you would want to see specific scenes like, you know, Garrus and uh, did you say Garrus and Tally get married? Garrus and Tally. Garrus and Tally get married. I'd want to see a specific scene, and you know, it might be tragic, but what if we saw Shepard's funeral? Yeah, oh. that would be good. It would be like the scene. I'm going to spoil Avengers now, but like out of uh, Endgame, you would that big final scene where we're all there for Tony's funeral. How would that be if it was Shepard's? You see everyone that you saved mm-hmm. or people you didn't save, you don't see in there, and you can tell they're missing. Just something like that. Anyone you've helped, hell, even the reporter that you punch on the Citadel, maybe if you don't punch her, she actually comes to your funeral and she's not angry with you. I love so it. that would be a good scene. Just everyone that you've helped that was close to you, just all there at your funeral. What were the percentages again of the people who punched the reporter? I think it was a whole lot more people punched her than people was, who didn't punch her. Yeah. It was like 90% it was at least or something. It was like, yeah, it was really big. It was yeah. like way high. And seeing, you know, uh, this is a, I guess a slightly obscure reference, but yeah, a big fish type ending like that, uh, where, you know, they had all the people that Shepard helped along the way. Um, and even seeing some of the, you know, harder to please characters like the Turian counselor appear at, at Shepard's funeral. Um, hell even have Hackett give an emotional send off with a salute and like a tear rolling down his face. Um, hell no, Hackett would never cry, but, have it like dream. the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. 
when they're uh, giving off. I forget the guy who's blue skin. I forget his name right now. I know he's played by Michael Rooker. Yondu. Yondu. Yeah, Yondu. Yondu. When he dies, and all of a sudden they're doing like the fireworks and all that stuff. Maybe you scroll to the sky and you see like the Normandy start start it, and then you see like the Alliance fleet start firing all their guns and everything. Mm-hmm. And then it pans over to Darwin's Finches playing Kumbaya, playing M4 Part Two because to date that is still the most kick-ass song to play in any credits of any video game uh yeah my my largest issue with any of the endings uh all of them actually and something that i would change i'm not even sure how i'd change it but my issue is that at some point along the way the game stops being shepherd accomplishing shepherd's mission but rather now the game is okay shepherd how can you help the reapers accomplish their mission <laughs> and i like when i thought about that i was like well fuck that <laughs> that's not what i've been trying to do for three games now uh so you know I, i'm not sure how i would change it but it's just that since when did it become shepherd's mission to help the reapers complete theirs you know um so I wish that there was a, a viable option to say that to the catalyst and then, you know, fight conventionally and win conventionally, because that should have been an option. If you grinded, like I did, like so many other players did hell, I put, I think 180 plus hours into the game on one playthrough of the trilogy. You know, I think that that should be rewarded in some way, you know, maybe it's insanely hard to reach the capability of winning conventionally at least make it like at some way attainable. Like maybe it's only possible if you attained a certain level of EMS on insanity playthrough of one, two and three. So then it really is kind of like a secret ending, but that's just something that I would have changed. I also feel you never get a real payoff for like all your work towards like galactic, like cooperative cooperation, like, when the, it just ends, you just see every species on their own planet doing their own thing. There's not like the sense of, oh, we're still all in this together, you know? Yeah, you don't get the manly bro shake between the Turians and Krogan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the, the bro shake heard around the world. Like the, the meme, like the, the, the two guys mm, with their fists. Yep. Like, I think that was from Rocky. It's Garrison, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we didn't we didn't get any of that yeah yeah well guys we're getting close to the end of the show um this has been a fun conversation does anybody have anything else they want to chip in before we wrap this up any last minute yeah. thoughts yeah, yeah go ahead. Just, um i i feel like it just needs to be said that you know we're all we're all speaking in hindsight and you know we do give a lot of credit to the bioware writers uh we, we weren't in the room we weren't able to make the creative decisions um we are all speaking in nine years of hindsight um so i just i just wanted to throw that out because you know if you guys ever get someone on you know they you know maybe we should be a little nicer to them oh yeah oh yeah and, and this is all constructive no i'm criticism gonna grill them in <laughs> this is this is all constructive i mean this isn't like oh they're they did terrible work obviously this this was a, a project that took thousands of hours of think thoughtful thinking thoughtful thinking redundant words uh you know a, a lot of a lot of work 
among a team that really thought through lots of little details and put so many threads had to come together in order to come into a conclusion here. That is not easy work. That, that is not easy work at all. Um, and it's easy for us to sit here and, you know, uh, pontificate and backseat drive and say, oh, I would just make this change and this change and everything would be better. But we're not actually working behind the scenes and going, well, what thread would that affect and how would it affect this thread and how would it affect this thing and how would it affect this character or what about this quest over here? Would it have nullified something else? Like we're not looking at all of those other little details. And 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 you're right. And we're looking back on it, you know, in hindsight. So um, when you're when you're on uh, <laughs> a team and you have a goal to hit and you're trying to get it out, you have a lot of limitations and you know, they, they did what they could in the moment and you know, good, good for them. And yes, it would be awesome to have somebody on to really get that perspective and to see and to say, you know, congratulations on what you were able to do with the limitations that you did have, because that's amazing. And we'd love to see some of that insight. I say the true ending should be Shepard and Sovereign have a dance battle so you can win. That's the true ending to Mass Effect right there for me. All right, let's wrap it up. What song do they have to do the dance battle to? Go. I need a hero. I need a hero. Because that song, which, that song uh, is like on every which, movie which, now lately. <laughs> which Sovereign are we talking about? We're talking about our tier five patrons. Yes. So this, say we're talking about sovereign. you, silly. Come on. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, so we need, sovereign, sovereign. We need to hook you up to the motion cap- capture device mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. just, you know, go at it. Yeah. So you guys want to get canceled then. Okay. Good to know. Yep. yep. That's our plan. That's our plan. All right. And you're going to dance to I Need a Hero. Sounds or Darwin's good. Finch's number one hit. I forget what we said that was mm-hmm. the other day. Or Something number- about two hit it was you know what it was it was horizontal collectivism oh can horizontal i at least like dance to cartoon heroes by aqua or something sure that's <laughs> you get good. abba nothing more nothing less ah uh, okay mm-hmm. i can do it mm-hmm. it's raining men I'm that's down. another good one <laughs> all right well i think that pretty much concludes this show guys thanks so much for your continued support of the mass effect Lorecast. uh you and all of our other patrons really help uh make us make this show happen and uh god knows it's the highlight of my week so very happy to talk with you all uh at the end of every month and in between on the discord and by the way to everyone who's listening if you haven't yet joined the discord you can interact with all of us uh on the mass effect channel of the robots radio discord server so why don't we go around and uh, we can just let people know how to reach us of course i'm at in seven the legend on twitch and twitter and tom yeah, I'm at uh, robots underscore radio on Twitter. And before we get to everybody, uh, we just have to say thank you to all of our patrons. And we have to call out Sovereign, who is here, and Stagger and Stumble, who are our Shepherd level tier five patrons who get calls out. Calls out. Words are great. Um, every single week for being tier five patrons. And Stagger wanted to be here. Um, he had to get up early and wasn't able to be here this week. But Stagger, thank you for being your T5 patron. And we were going to have our, um, uh, speaking of somebody else who was going to be here and who couldn't be here, our tier five Limerick winner this week, but we haven't heard back from them yet. Um, so uh, who was that again? That was, do you have the name in front of you? That was Radio Dex. Radio Dex. So Radio Dex. Paging Radio Dex. Paging Radio, Radio Dex. Dex. You won. 
Just a reminder, you won. Come join us next month. You can still sit in with us. Just because you missed this one doesn't mean you can't join us. So come join us next week or next month, not next week. Next, don't come next week. Come next month. Um, but yeah, so we'll be we'll be back next week. He won't be. They won't be. I don't even know if it's he. They won't be. Will be. You guys are going to let us know how we can get a hold of you or anything else cool that's going on that you want to shout out about. So let's just go down the list that I have in front of me right now with Psych. Um, so you can just get me on the Discord, Psych88. Uh, and that's, that's really it right now. Very cool. Well, thanks for joining us. Hool the Fool. Uh, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and Discord, all at Hool the Fool. I know the last couple of days I've been playing a lot of uh, Halo with Sam, so you can also catch us on that. Sweet. Sweet. And Vervada? Hi, um, I'm Vervada on the Discord, and one cat from Crazy on Instagram, because I foster a lot of kittens. So That's such a good name. And Teacup? Oh, yeah, just Teacup on the Discord, uh, at DA Lorecast on Twitter for the Dragon Age Lorecast, which launched its episodes. The past two weeks, there are two episodes on there. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. I think that's it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and go check out, go check that out. Dragon Age Lorecast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club. So go check that out. And then Sovereign. Well, when I'm not getting dancing lessons to prepare for my big giant dance off, you can find me on uh, the Discord. I think I'm Sovereign one on one on there. Awesome. And Turbo Toboggan had to leave for work. So thanks for being here. Turbo Toboggan, also another wonderful name. And um, and Seven, anything else you want to share before we head out? You know, I already mentioned it, but I feel like it bears repeating uh, that, you know, I really do appreciate all of the support that you all uh, provide to this podcast. Um, Of course, we would do it and we would make this podcast, you know, able to listen to it without charging no matter what, because this is what we love and and we love doing this. Um, But I also, you know, have said it before part of the reason that I started this podcast was because I loved mass effect, but the other part was because I wanted to talk to other people who loved mass effect. Uh, and that's exactly what we get to do every month. Uh, so I'm very happy that you're here and, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, we have, uh, next week is a surprise episode, so I don't want to tease too much about what we're going to be talking about on next week's episode. Um, but, Suffice it to say, it will come as a, at least a little bit of a surprise, and it will mark the uh, next phase of the Mass Effect Lorecast. Mass Effect Lorecast Season 2. Well, it's not really a Season 2, but it'll be fun. So, looking forward to that. And guys, thank you again for joining us. This is always fun. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, live chat, for being here, for watching us on Twitch and on YouTube. And we'll see you next time. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good rest of your week. And uh, Sam and I will see you guys tomorrow night for the Xbox Game Pass show. 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Pacific. Come join us for that. Even if you don't have the Xbox Game Pass, if you just like playing video games and hearing about some new games that you can play, you can come hang out. Check it out and uh, join us for that. So we'll see you. All right, everybody. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at MassEffectLorecast at gmail.com.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons & Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. Hey, Simone. Yes, Chad. What would you say is your favorite bad movie? Oh, where would I start? But probably at Zombie Strippers. Oh yeah, which we've actually done on our podcast, Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. This is a podcast where we take some of the worst movies ever created, and even some of those movies that you might have thought were brilliant, but still got a bad critic score, and we say nice things about them, because you know what? Someone put the effort in, so we're gonna be there fighting in their corner. Absolutely, Chad. Even if the movie was total garbage, there is some makeup artist that gave it their all, and we're here to recognize that. Exactly. And with really fun themes every week, such as National Treasure Week, Weddings Week, uh, movies with Jeremy Irons and dragons in them, how could you go wrong by joining us every Tuesday and Thursday for some optimism in your life? And like we say at the end of every episode, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye! Bye.